I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? That's what really matters. We're going to go down the three top teams and more today. The top team, the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They've won 10 straight games. They're plus 180 to win the Super Bowl. But amazingly, seven straight games, they have not covered the Vegas spread. Second favorite, Green Bay Packers, plus 550. Rodgers now, Aaron Rodgers, is the MVP favorite. They've fallen short on covering some games, but when the chips are down, Packers have been strong. Finally, third favorite, the Saints, plus 750. Record-setting day from Kamara, but is that obscuring Drew Brees and his health problems? Here comes a four-hour The Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live on a after, it's a different kind of aftermath, an aftermath from part one of the holiday festivities, part two coming up later in the week. Can't lie, when I pulled up to the office complex... Looks like a lot of people are extending that holiday. It's going to be like a nice two-weeker for them. Are there games? Yes. That means we're here straight out of Vegas. Steve Fezzik joins. A little later, if we get the time, we'll hear about how the Prince Johnny, his boy, did. I'm assuming he did pretty well with the gifts. He did. He's been such a good boy. He oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's. All, would you say he's perfect or almost perfect? Oh, he's perfect. He's perfect. That's going to turn out well, I think. <laughs> Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. Now, a lot of people will say, who's the most perfect boy? We could say, you know, Fezzik's kid, amazingly, yeah. But who's the hardest working man in radio? It's Jonas Knox in Los Angeles. <laughs> Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got a major move made at the quarterback position for a team fighting for a playoff spot, plus a ton to get to regarding week 16 and what happens moving forward in the NFL. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? Well, I often say that we have two hours of show every day. We fit in one hour. Today, I think it's more like ah, two and a half hours. But let's focus on what's most important, because to me, as people are checking in in between the holiday stuff and having a couple days where, you know, working or maybe working some. What really matters between the next to last week of the football season and the last week, what really matters is who's going to win the Super Bowl. So I think we should pretty much, Jonas, go from the favorite on down. And I think you've got Kansas City correctly as the favorite. Yeah, Kansas City, uh, a tough, hard-fought battle against the Atlanta Falcons, but they get it done yesterday at home, although questions continue to come up about whether or not Kansas City can, quote-unquote, flip the switch when they get to the playoffs. Well, I have said, and let's be candid, a lot of people 
are scared to sound square. Right? You know why? Because they're not sharp. They might be super knowledgeable about this or that or who knows what. Probably for, a lot of former weatherman, weathermen. They might know about cold fronts. That's great. But when it comes to Vegas, when it comes to the odds, they don't really know. But what they realize is, you know something, there's people that know, so I'll go listen to them and then try to regurgitate it. And that's fine as long as, I guess, it, you're forthcoming about it. But here's where the real problem is. What is it when everyone's kind of repeating the same three people? What happens if those people are wrong? And Fez, to me, one of the things I think that separates a sharp from a guy that's an originator, a guy who really is like he's the one who's making the first bet oftentimes. He's the one who the ideas, the concepts that get regurgitated come from. And he is the guy that will maybe have a different opinion sometimes. One day he thinks this, next day new information he thinks that. Do you believe, and we've been strong on this, I've, I'll take credit, take the lead on this, I've been a skeptic of Kansas City. I know they're the favor, and it's not even close. Kansas City is plus 180, so that means you bet 100, you get less than 2-1 to one back. Green Bay is almost 6-1 to one as the second favor. Saints are almost 8-1. to one. So 2-1, to 6-1, to 8-1, to one, that's the three favorites. That's saying Kansas City is better than anyone else, and it's not even close. Right up there with one of the best teams we've seen in the last decade. Would you agree with that? Based on the odds. Yes. All right, so now the question is why. Here's the easy part, but I don't think it's easily dismissed. In the last seven games, if you have bet Kansas City every time, You would have got paid zero times from the bookie. Now, I know the bookie doesn't like to pay. I mean, cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. But they'll pay you if you win, right? Most of them, most of the time. You didn't win once. And we can debate what the lines are, but the one, the Saints game was a push is, I think, the neutral way to assess it. Otherwise, they've just lost. There's no big debate on the other games. How can a team... Now, I get it. You can be the best team and be overrated. And you can be the worst team and be overrated and underrated. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways. Or, or, you know, so I'm not saying just because they're the favor, they got to cover every time. But, I mean, there's only a handful of teams a year or less that lose seven straight against the spread. This means they are, the, the Chiefs are, fall, have fallen short from their expectation as much as hardly any team ever does. How do you square that, Fez, with the team that's the clear favorite to win the Super Bowl? Well, I think the separation that I have between Kansas City and these other teams was just too great. Well, well, I thought it was the Ravens and the Chiefs was the two best teams. Initially. When you say initially, you mean like week seven. Yes. That's initially. Okay, go ahead. So I've been carrying Kansas City Pretty much at the same rating for the past seven no, so, games. So first of all, we don't pretty much it here. What is the rating of the Chiefs today? What was the rating seven games ago? Seven games ago, I had them eight and a half points better than an average team. Eight and a half points better than an average team. Okay, what do you have them now? Seven points better. All right. Now, this is interesting because it was less than a week ago that I was just just drilling you on. And, and your, your answer there was... 
you had, or, or the reality was you had them equal to where they were six weeks ago, right? Yes. So what you're saying is they don't cover six games. You say, that nah, doesn't matter. I don't give a care. They don't care. I don't care. Whatever crap people are saying. Okay. Now they have one more tight game. Probably the most excusable one of all. I would make the case Kansas City not exceeding expectations against the Falcons was the most excusable. Why? Because it was the lowest stake stakes yes. game. It was out of conference. They'd already locked up the the, uh, the division. You know, pretty much locked up the number one seed. I mean, yeah, effectively. That's when you're flat. That's when a typical team is flat. They fall flat, still win, but don't cover. And you, after six weeks of no adjustments, you adjust them down a point and a half? Well, Explain. This was a— Coincidentally, after my statement. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was okay. a, a revelation. <laughs> me talking's a revelation. <laughs> me, it was me listening to you, recognizing, you know what? I just can't keep the Chiefs this high on talent and on the fact that they're 23-1. So, so first and of all, one. do you really think you're in, a, in, in any position to assess talent? Meaning, no. I think you can look at a receiver and go, he looks fast. I mean, how, wh- what do you know? Like, when, when someone goes from, you know, Hill at some point is going to go from what he is to an average receiver really fast at a certain age, and then he'll be out of the league really fast. I never hear you come in and go, you know, I know that Kamara or so-and-so still has a lot of, you know, he's still got 1,400 yards this year, but... I see him. I'm downgrading his speed ratio by five percent. I think he's in. Tr- You're never ahead on that, correct or not? Correct. Never. So don't talk about talent. Everyone trying to act like there's something they're not is the problem. You're not a scout. I'm not a scout. We don't know about talent. How good's their center? Where do you rank him? You want to look at Pro Football Focus real quick? Yeah, I don't. Know. Uh, so you got no. So what's talent? Is it just Mahomes that we can say, oh, the guy can throw without looking? Well, Fitzpatrick's the second best then, right? I mean, he had the amazing though. <laughs> so what is the – I don't even understand that. This is a team that literally was in a position mid-last year. Uh, Colin didn't have him in his top ten one week. Now, you were – let's be candid. You were ahead. You had the Chiefs as – a Super Bowl-level team, if not the favor, when others were dismissing him last year. But I don't even understand on talent, on the fact they don't see it. It's almost like the the kid who's dumb, but he doesn't seem to care, and he got in the 80th percentile in the SAT when they forced him to take it. They go, oh, he's very talented. Maybe. Or maybe by some confluence of events, he's got those talents but not others. And you know what? It probably doesn't matter because if you don't try, it never is going to come to anything. What is it about the Chiefs that's so football sexy? Is it just the fact that they have these moments that feel like, oh, if they only played like that the whole game, they would be unbeatable? But they never play like that the whole game. So why does it even matter? Yeah, it's a great point. Their skill position players obviously are tremendous. The potential, and that got realized who, last who year. Who are these skill position players? Kelsey. All right. Tyreek Hill. Okay. Uh, you know, Hardman can run. No, a- you, now you're starting with you know. No, I don't know. I'm saying after that, is there anyone on that team you look at, and obviously Mahomes, you, you look at and say, oh, look at him. He's so good. No. And I'm not saying they're not so good. I'm saying we don't even know. It's like unless you're one of about 200 people that really can watch tape, I'm not sure if we know. But go ahead. 
Well, they have a lot of speed with guys like Hardman that, you know, they, they you, I think maybe so, they, Al Davis's old Raiders. Yes. Yeah, so every now and then, once every five games, they've got guys that show up on the highlight reel. So maybe I've been fooled by the fact that. Well, it's those not just numbers, you. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's uh, I mean, I just last week, there's people talking about Kansas City or the field. Now, the marketplace. Plus 180, as we said, you would think the marketplace is going to be more Kansas City just because of the defending champions. The, the whole Mahomes thing is going to the public's going to be more into that than pros. are. But no, the sharpest of the sharps, both analytically on the analytic side and on the batting side, are so in love with these Chiefs. So in love. And the funny thing is, you can't assess the Chiefs without subjectivity. And think they're good. Meaning if all you did was throw their uh, Pythagorean type wins and look at their margins, they're not even the best team. They're not even the second best team. I'll do it for tomorrow. They're not going to be elite. Because if you actually look at their scores, they look like an above average team. But then you got to say, yeah, but. Yeah, but. And it's like, well, what does your model say? Well, my model doesn't account for the fact of, and once they start saying that, now they're in our game. Now it's about, because if you, you can act like you're a math guy, and the nice thing is if you act like you're a math guy, it feels bulletproof. Hey, what, you don't, you don't get the math or you don't believe the math? Hey, it's easy to debate that way. But then the question is, well, who came up with those numbers? Because on Wall Street, there's a lot of people that were had indignation that their numbers were being questioned. And then we had the crash in 2008. And you know what? They all stayed rich, right? This is not on TV as much. Right? If you don't understand the math, there's a tendency not to want to seem dumb. So you just nod to the math. Except show us your work. Jonas, thoughts? Uh, I don't know if it's just as simple as they play down to their competition, but... I just keep going back to the playoffs last year, and I don't know how many legitimately all-time dominant teams, and and there's a lot of people, as you mentioned, that are talking about this as an all-time dominant team. I don't know how many of those teams trailed in every single playoff game they were in a year ago. It's just they're bizarre. I, I I don't know that there's an NFL comp to them, maybe just an NBA one about a team that thinks they can flip the switch when they get to the playoffs. This is interesting. McKenzie pregame.com research just flashed in front of me. Top scoring margin. So this is causing me to say we got to dig deeper. The Baltimore Ravens are number one in scoring margin. Number two are the Chiefs. Number three, Green Bay. Number four, Tampa. Number five, Saints. Now, I think most people would agree that those are five of the best teams. Ravens, Chiefs, yeah. Packers, Bucks with a B, Saints. Okay. So we'll do this during the break. But what I want to do is say, and I don't want to just pick seven games because that's their losing streak uh, against the spread for the Chiefs. Let's say the last eight games, that's a full season. So let's take a gander and we'll take our first break. What's been the Chiefs and the other teams? And we might not be able to get the other teams, but my thought is Kansas City started the year like we thought they were. Remember, obviously that Baltimore game, they gained a lot in that game. But in the second half of the year... Obviously, they've been falling short. I'm not saying I wouldn't take the Chiefs. In fact, if you tell me to take any team you want, I'd probably take the Chiefs. But the fact that the market believes the Chiefs have almost triple the chances the next best team, that, I think, is wrong. And that's what we're going to debunk. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We're Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will try and break down what the real issue with the Kansas City Chiefs is. All right, get the police. We got the Unabomber here. Jones, what, he, he's got the hood on. I mean, how <laughs> I many shifts are you working? Well, it's uh, it's it's very rainy out here in Southern California. But you're in, so. but you're at your house. Yeah, but you know, it's not. Uh, I, I don't trust. You, you I don't think trust. You might the roof have to here. take the garbage out at one point. Well, I don't trust the roof here. So if something comes down, I just want to make sure I got some protection. That's all. Oh, the boss has got to pay you more if you don't trust the roof. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. <laughs> you gotta love a guy. I mean, he's doing all the you know three hours here, three, and then it's like uh, Jonas might be a minute late for the show. It's like what's going on? Oh, he's filling in for some local thing. It's like this guy. Your taxes must be an issue. All the different <laughs> checks flowing in. Jonas knocks everyone. It's a great day to join. And right now we're debunking, debunking this. Oh, how good Kansas City is. And you know what? There's a chance, a good chance, probably better than any team. Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. The question is, are they overrated or underrated? If you tell me they're almost even money, and I'm telling you, well, they're right there with the Packers, with the Saints. With, those are two different conversations. Now, what a lot of listeners might be thinking is, it's not, you know, the Chiefs aren't like a normal team. They turn it on and off in the middle of the game. You know what? I think they're right. I just don't know what that tells us. I mean, you think about that Tampa game. You think about that Dolphins game. Is it that during the time they were rolling, is it that that's their truth? If it is, they're the best team ever. But it just seems weird that it doesn't always start with the game. Like, they were down significantly, to the, like 10 nothing, I think, to the Dolphins. Yes. So it's not just they get such a big lead, then they take off their cleats and are relaxing. So somehow with them, they, we get to look at their best times, and that's their truth. And that's what they're being priced at. So it's a, it's a fascinating conversation, but it doesn't mean the Chiefs won't win it. It just means the odds are bad, and there might be value going the other way. And that's the teams we're going to keep looking at. It is a great day to join the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the podcast. We're going to focus on that throughout the holidays because obviously we're going to have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday show this week. And then other times there's going to be podcasts out there for you to check out. Right here in Las Vegas on the Strip, it's not hoodie weather. Well, maybe it is. 50 <laughs> degrees and the neon is flowing. Yes, RJ. And it was a very familiar sight. The Kansas City Chiefs in a little bit of a tighter game than most people expected against the Atlanta Falcons. We are trying to get to the bottom of what the real issue with the Chiefs are. But they do survive yesterday, 17-14, the final at home. Now, the comparison here is the 2007 undefeated till the Super Bowl Eli Manning type Patriots. All right. So from week 11 through the Super Bowl, the Patriots were 1-8 against the spread. Now, McKenzie, here's what I want you to check out. During, now, that's nine weeks. We're looking at seven now. The Chiefs, the last seven weeks, oh, and, well, we're going to call it 0-6-1 against the spread. Push being the Saints game. Okay. What was the average line during the nine games for the Patriots? And what was the average line for the last seven games for the Chiefs? My guess is... <laughs> Even though three of those games were playoff games. Remember, they were 12.5-point favorites against the Giants, the Pats were. Okay. 
I think my mom wishes there was other things I could recall like that from 12 years ago, like instantly. But, you know, it, it is what it is, right? Okay. But what I will say is, and that line went down, Fez, you might remember, 13 and a half. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. Here's what you've got to think about, though. My guess is the line's going to be about 12, the average Pats line. Maybe higher. They were 20 against the Ravens, remember? 24 on against the Eagles. Uh, look at you trying to match me. Okay. Now, <laughs> check that Eagles line. All right. So now, this Kansas City, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they were favored big against Denver. They were favored big against the Falcons. We'll see in a second. But otherwise, these are like three, four. You know, they, they were three against Tampa, three and a half, three against the Saints. So I, I think, yeah, we can say this undefeated. But you know what? That best team ever, Pat, they didn't win the Super Bowl. And it's what I said. I've never seen an NFL team, I've seen it in the NBA, be able to turn it on and off. Usually a team that wins, it gets on a roll, and they're just knocking people out all the way to the Super Think about those Cowboys in the early 90s, how good those teams were. So the Chiefs' average line the last seven games has been an eight-point favor. Mm. The Pats, during their one an eight against the spread run at the end of their undefeated year. The average line in those nine games, 17. So it's one thing to lose a game. And, and, and let me tell you, they were winning all the games, obviously, till the last one. If you're laying 17, you win by 14. It's a lot different than you got to recover this onside kick or, or the other team can't recover it or you're in trouble or you got to have a third down conversion or the other team gets the ball to win. I mean... It's not like Kansas City, every one of these games have been easy wins. I don't believe. Now, if somehow they had lost four of these games and everyone thinks the Chiefs are done, I would take the other side and say, you know, a play here, a play there. Chiefs could be, you know, seven and one the last eight and we'd be betting on them. I'm saying everyone's seeing the scores and they're not and they're they're dismissing Falling short because it's whenever they try, they're really good. Closing thought. Yeah, and everyone's seeing the wins. Never mind. Look at this Atlanta game. Atlanta missed a chip shot field goal to go into overtime. So they're Atlanta's driving, and if it was two equal teams, Atlanta would be the favorite to win at that point. Crazy. We're straight out of Vegas. That's Steve Fezzik and Marjay Bell. And you know what? Just like in the 80s movies, John Hughes movies, when the rich kid that's got all the talent— now, these types don't wear, usually wear a Unabomber hood or anything, but when these, I can't, every time I glance at it, I can't quit looking. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> that rich kid, what happens after he gets off for the time he slaps the girl and gets, you know, just a slap on the wrist? What happens when he drunk, you know, drives and drinks and he wrecks, but the cops let him go? What happens? Things Steve? always work out for me. In the short term, then what happens? <laughs> Disaster, right? Because you can't tell me the Chiefs have learned any lessons. Exactly. If anything, the way they go about it last playoffs, as Jonas said, hey, it worked out. Worked out. Even though they were like a 10% chance to win the game against the 49ers when it was at, what, third and 15, you were saying? Uh, In-game odds. And now they're saying, oh, we don't need it. Vegas doesn't affect us. No, Vegas odds are just expectations. And they've been falling short. Last thing. We're straight out of Vegas. Pythagorean, you look at it, which is really net margin. Kansas City's number two on the year, just two points behind the Ravens. All right? Now, there's a cluster of these teams, Ravens, Chiefs, Packers, Bucks, Saints, top five. But then let's look at the last half season because let's be candid. Kansas City played pretty well early. 
And that blowout against the Ravens was one of the more impressive games. This is amazing. And here's a tip. Whenever you're looking at a stat or numbers and you're wondering, do these matter? You're looking at a given team. You're saying, is this really indicative of what I'm trying to assess? Look at the other teams. So if you see a quarterback rating that has Tua, let's say, really bad, and we'll talk about Tua, and I think he's really underwhelmed. But if it's got some bad quarterback, if it has Haskins number three, you don't trust those numbers, sure. right? But if it's got Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, then all of a sudden your guy is high or low. You've got to trust those numbers more. Here's the top teams based on second, last eight games, net margin of victory or loss. It's a net. Saints, Bills, Packers, Ravens, Seahawks, Bucks. Those are the top. That all sounds like some of the best teams. No bad ones in there. All right? Then Miami, Pittsburgh. You remember, eight games has the good ones and the bad ones. Now, here's the eyesore, you'd say, Washington. All right? But that's only nine. Or, and then Kansas City, 10. Now, I'm going to go through 16 because it's interesting. Bears, Rams, Titans, Patriots, Browns, Colts. So in the top 16 of net margin last eight games, half season, are all the good teams. They're not one playoff caliber team that's not on the list. That's a good list. The list is telling you something now. And you know what it's telling you? It's Kansas City's 10th. They're the 10th best team by net margin of victory in the last half season. And you look at these other numbers and other teams and you think, huh, this list is pretty good. How can't we say, and let's account for the fact there is some element of letdown. When they, they could, if they had some motivation to win against 30 against the Bucks, I don't know if they could have won by 30, but they wouldn't have won by just three. Mm-hmm. So let's account for that. But my point is, I think Kansas City's amongst the best teams, maybe the best, but they're not that far ahead of the other good ones. Everyone else, the market thinks Kansas City's in a different universe. I've never, the stats don't back it up. And that subjective, oh, wait, when they really care, I've never seen it work in the NFL. Closing thoughts around the horn. What stood out to me is your top six list. Those are my teams two through seven on my power ratings. <laughs> All right, so Saints, Bills, Packers, Ravens, Seattle, Bucks. All right, that's the uh, net margin. Top teams last half season. You're saying after Kansas City, that's the list. Yes. So Kansas City is my huge outlier at number one there. It used to be Kansas City and the Ravens. Yes. Closing thoughts, Jonas. It's just bizarre how this has all happened since the bye week. You would have thought, well, maybe there's some fatigue. They get a bye week. They're more rested. They'll come back. It's been since the bye week that they've played all these one-possession games and haven't been covering the spread. And and everything we were taught is, you know, Andy Reid coming off a bye. There's nobody better. They won that big game against the Raiders, and they've got these other – and I, I don't know if they're just sleepwalking or what it is, but it just there's been a split in the season for them as far as their performance goes. And it's funny because against that Raiders, which was the home run spot of home run spots, Andy Reid, the best coach off a of bye in the history of the NFL, not even a debate. Yeah. Whatever the reason, he is. And I think it's merit. I think it's a, he's such a good play designer. Give him some extra time. You're in trouble. They only had been beaten, and still, against the Raiders since the midpoint of last year when they went on their streak. You would think it was disaster time for the Raiders. 
The Raiders had a chance to win that game. Very good chance. So I, you can tell me about all the confluence. And you know what? The Raiders before this year against Andy Reid in this Kansas City team with Gruden, they've been bad. We were going to play them on the Super Contest, and I kept looking at the stats. I think the line was 15 or something the first year. I kept looking at the stats going, ah, this is horrible. And so it's not like the Raiders have their number. I, I tell you, it— Last question, Jonas. I mean, you're an authority on, in my opinion, on the you know recent history of sports. You watch it, you consume it like a fanatic, fan fanatic. Okay, voice of the fan. Here's the question: Have you ever seen a, a, a Super Bowl winning team that seems to be so unmotivated such a big part of the year? No, I, I've never seen anything like this. That That's the part that's strange. You don't really know what to do with this team. Uh, we, we've seen, you know, Super Bowl hangovers from the losing side, or we'll see a team that comes back, and they're just they're just not as good as they were when they won the Super Bowl previously. We've seen that a bunch in the NFL. That's why what the Patriots did and their consistency was so impressive all those years. But I, I've never seen a team that is still finding ways to win games but they're not doing it in the impressive fashion. And and I was actually going to ask you guys, these odds that we've seen, them being the favorite, how is this close to what a normal favorite no. at this point? So, and that's the it's part. A great, that, that's a great question. Because yeah, that's what a, I was going to say in response to you was, I've seen teams drop off all the time. You could look at the 49ers and talk about injury. It's not that the it's not that the Chiefs have dropped off in some huge way. They went from where they were last year, and let's not forget again. I don't remember were they favored going in the play. They were right there, but I mean they weren't some clear favorite going in the playoffs last year, were they? No, they they were the two seed. I I mean they were the two seed, but even not okay. So they won the Super Bowl. Whatever happens the next year tends to happen up down whatever. What I'm shocked by though, Jonas, is exactly the answer to your question. I would say in the last ten years. Uh, it's been less than five years that the favorite this time of year would be under two to one. I'd say even maybe three. And I'd say Patriots would be the only one that ever reached that. What do you think? I, I know we're just going by memory. Yeah, I, I, the Patriots I mean, one, in some years, other than the You don't pan- see plus 150. No. I mean, so what I'm saying is, and you never see even money. Right. Well, Never uh, answering the playoffs. No, I mean, there's some years the Patriots were even money even after they got to the Super Bowl, like when they yeah. played Seattle. I mean, well, yeah, but obviously it was another good team yeah. that year. But what I'm saying is in a typical year and that's what we'll do coming in the playoffs is take an average of what was the favorite in the last 10 years coming in. My gut feeling, Jonas, over three to one, over three to one. And Kansas City is below two to one. Closing thought. This team seems a little soft to me as well. There was a key point. Says Steve Fezzik. Fourth and one. <laughs> it's in the second half. You're the much better team. Just pick up the first down. They're driving. They run a halfback option gimmick play. Throw yeah, it to Mahomes. It's you know like it's funny. You and your analytics cohorts, if, if, if they did play that no-nonsense football, you'd be talking about a dinosaur, like Coughlin. What would Coughlin have done in that spot? He would have run and the Did ball. you love Coughlin? No. Mm-hmm. But if you're the much Can't better team, him, just Jonas. pick up the first down. <laughs> That's why those people were in their basements and, they're, and, and they had a girlfriend once for two months. Those are the people you can't win with. That somehow 
You got a mansion, a yacht, and a perfect child. So you're ahead of the game with your analytics people. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Well, at least you didn't get hacked, right? That used to be the now it's an automated thing. I got to tell you something. I think Daryl Morey went to Harvard. Stay away from Twitter, perhaps. I mean, he's a brilliant guy, and most brilliant people have trouble with their limitations. I could do a whole 20 minutes on that story because think about this, all right? If anything, what Daryl Morey did hurts him because he wants to trade in theory for Harden, right? So by talking about him being an assist guy, which he's known as a scorer, doesn't it make his value in the public's mind go up a little bit? Mm. What would be the agenda of that tweet other than to make Harden look good? But if you want to trade for an asset, you don't make it look good, Oh, but it was only an automated app, so I mean, it, yeah. there was no thought behind it at all. <laughs> it's got an hour. Right, let's. <laughs> we're going to spend some time when we come back on the Monday night game. But let's be candid. We're going. What do you got, Faz? A pick on the side or the total? Total. All right, we're going to talk about that. But then we're going to talk about the other teams with a chance to win the Super Bowl. Because our takeaway here was Kansas City isn't as good as people think. We're going to talk about the best two or three other teams. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted. And it's money-making time right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we've been talking about, before we get to Monday Night Football, the Super Bowl favorites. We started with the Kansas City Chiefs. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers, a 40-14 to win over the Tennessee Titans on Sunday Night Football. Now, Fez, this was a nice winner for you. You had Green Bay. Matty Holt had Green Bay. We went 4-1 and one in our Super Contest. Only loss, ugh, we had the Giants. But right when I was putting the picks in, Bookmaker, which is a really respected online book, it went to 9.5 flat. And I'm like, geez, I just, I mean, the world was at 10 and the best book. And we're getting 10.5 in the contest. So no way I was going to play anything else. But one of our picks was Green Bay. I make the following point about the Packers. A lot of people that bet on a team, if they lose, they they get mad at the team. And Green Bay's lost some backdoor coverage where they've been favored by like eight and they win by seven. And the perception's been the pack hasn't really been playing well. I think they've been playing really well. And I would make the following case. To have a tie game and then win by seven like Kansas City's done is very different than be winning by 14 and then win by seven. When you let the other team back door, it feels like the luck of the draw. When you've got to make a big play at the end of the game to win, those are two different games. I haven't felt like the Packers were even what, – what's the last game it felt like the Packers were going to lose? Like, let's say, even in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Gosh, I can't even – I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, the, like you said, the Carolina, they'd kick a field goal to lose by eight in the final minute. Who cares? Exactly. So, to me, the final score of the Packers game and the Kansas City games the last four, five, six weeks feel similar. But one's going from up 14 to up 7. The other's going from a tight game to up 7, it feels like. Yeah, and this Green Bay team sure looks like they're built for the bad weather, don't they? With A.J. Dillon getting 100 yards last night. They got two really good running backs that can grind in the wintertime in Lambeau. Let's do one more team, Jones. 
Yeah, that's right. The New Orleans Saints, a monster performance. They took care of business earlier this weekend. This was actually the Christmas Day edition of the NFL. They hammered the Minnesota Vikings. So New Orleans starting to roll a little bit heading into the postseason. Kamara with an amazing record. What was your main takeaway in that game? I liked what I saw from Drew Brees. So, so from Brees specifically. Exactly. I was very much concerned after that first game. Only five days to prep. Played a really solid game. So the guy, the only guy with Mahomes that's been in the top five the last three years in QBR, he's going to be all right, you think? He should be just fine. Though I do think it's clear he's older. I wonder about the following, and we all are, but you know, I think it's more of an effect here. Here's the last question for me, or a question on the Saints, a big one. Did... Kamar getting six touchdowns is about usage, meaning you, you're, it feels like you're giving that guy a lot of short runs. A lot. Once he has the third one, the fourth one, you're choosing to give him that spot again. A lot of coaches might go the other way not to make that the distraction. It feels like that Sean Payton wanted there to be a celebration of the Saints offense, perhaps to obscure a little bit and give Breeze some cover to get healthy again. And if so, does that mean that he's just a little slower coming back than they would like and he wants a week or two of cover? Or does it mean maybe Breeze is so limited now that, you know, he doesn't want anyone talking? He doesn't want the scrutiny on Breeze, right? So it feels like it was a choice. Not for sure that Kamara would have got the six, but he likes this attention, it feels like. What does it tell us about Breeze? I'm not sure. Monday night. That's right. Monday Night Football, an AFC East battle coming up later on. It is the Bills at the Patriots. Right now, Buffalo, a seven-point favorite on pregame.com. Here's what I don't think is the case. If you're betting on the Bills cause a motivation, if you're saying, oh, they're going to want to kill them, oh, they've been uh, – finally, the, the kid that got beat up is the big boy, and he's going to beat up his dad or whatever. I think there's some of that. And Fez, I know you think there is. My question to you is: When do the Saint or when do the Patriots ever get out motivated by a clear margin? Even when they've had the number one seed locked up, they've gone out and won. That's absolutely true. I don't think the Pats are going to be flat here. What do you think about that? And give us your pick. Yeah, the Patriot Patriots are always ready. So my pick is going to be on the total. I'm going to go under the 47. The Patriots have fundamentally changed their team. Early in the year, they were running half the time. Now, RJ, they're running almost 60% of the time. The last four games, the odds makers have not caught up to this. Last four games for the Patriots, they've all gone under, and they've gone under by a margin of nine points. So your pick is? Under 47. I know an old man who split when I was four years old. You know what he left me? He left me a strong box and no key. I had to run over that thing three or four times, and I finally sprung the lock. You know what was inside? Yeah, the key, and that's it. That's not going to be the story of this game. I don't say I like the patch because I think the Bills are still a little underrated. I know serious people that think the Bills are the second-best team in the NFL. Oh, behind Kansas City. But I do think the idea that the Pats have nothing to play for, this is the first game, they haven't really cared, or they haven't been in the playoffs in so long. I I, I think Bill Belichick trumps all that. I'm passing the side. Fez under is best bet. 
We are straight out of Vegas, and we're brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah.